Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. And today we are going to challenge the issue of building a loyal audience. We have touched upon it in the past previously, but not really using the same angle that we're going to look at today. And the the idea behind this is that if you can create a solid, loyal, and the keyword there is loyal audience, you can really build something special. And so that's what we're going to look at today. And joining me on this episode is someone that understands this better than perhaps anyone that I've spoken to before. Today's guest is the founder of Learning Every Day, which has been established to assist small businesses with content marketing and business development, and also the founder of the Content Marketing Academy, Scotland's first and only annual content marketing conference. So this chap knows how to build an audience. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show, Mr. Chris Ma. Well, thanks very much, Mark. It's a really good introduction. I'm really honoured to be here. Thanks for asking me onto the show. It's a real pleasure. It really is. And we were talking about we were talking about Colin Gray earlier on in, in the pre-interview chat, and you guys have the dulcet Scottish tones that I could listen to all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. It's <laughs> a weird compliment. That, yeah, so. very, very weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> I love it. So, Chris... Obviously, you are into marketing, you're into content marketing, you're into small business development, and that is what you do. But let's just get that in your own words. Where did you come from? What's your journey been? And actually, how do you assist people on a daily basis? Sure. Um, I think it'd be worth just kind of going back a little bit, not back to the start, but um, back in back in 2010 is really where my entrepreneurial sort of journey started. I've been massively interested in personal development throughout my whole career, really, from the age of 14 when my dad took me to a Jack Black conference. But back in 2010 is when I picked up a book called Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. And I'm sure you've read it, Mark, and I'm sure that other people are listening to the show have read it as well. But that's what really got me started on this journey. I started taking like social media seriously. I started a blog. I started to sort of go down this journey of you know, finding my passion. And that just so happened to to be marketing. That's what it came out to be. It started off in leadership and management and people development. And then started to find out that I really was passionate about marketing. And I went off to university to do my business degree. And, um, and after that, I graduated in 2013 and started a business called Learning Every Day Limited. And, you know, it really does kind of just says, learning every day. It's about learning something new every day. It just happens to be a marketing company um, or a content marketing consultancy really now. And what we do 80% of the time is we teach people about content marketing. It doesn't really matter the scenario that we're in with our clients. It could be in workshops and seminars, speaking, podcasts, content, retainership, agency work. It's always, always comes back to helping people to get better uh, getting their message out there and communicating with their customers and their audience. So we help people on in many different ways. And we like to think we help people through our content as well and we practice what we preach. Does that help? Of course it does. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, the, the practice what they preach, you know, that the, I mean, that no true words have been spoken when it comes to how to actually succeed because that is something, in fact, only today I saw a, a, a tweet, someone was guessing on a podcast about podcasting. Uh, and they said, you know, if only the guy teaching podcasting was following his own advice on his podcast. Mm-hmm. And it, ju- it it made me think that there are so many people putting content out there that 
it's very difficult to figure out what's the right stuff, what's the good stuff. So the idea that you've got this, you this is what you do. This is your niche, content yeah. marketing. You you work with different people, but the message, the process is all the same. I really, really like that. And yeah. how's content marketing grown? Before we specifically go into the audience yeah. building, let's talk about content marketing for a second. How's that grown over the last couple of years? Yeah, it's a funny journey. I mean, we, we started off as a sort of general marketing company. We were helping people with gen- generally in marketing. And over the over about, we're not quite two years old yet. So over the last, I would say the last 12 months, I really, I really got into this content marketing thing. And it, there was a point in time with our company where... You know, I had to decide because I'm driving this business forward. So it's really all based around my personal interests and where my passion lies as well. But we decided that I either go wide and become good at a general marketing approach or we go deep. And at that point, I decided that I was going to go deep and go right into this content marketing space. And I mean, if you look it up on Google Trends, it's like a hockey stick graph. You know, over the last, I don't know, 10 years, you can just see content marketing as far as search is concerned, trending massively now, um, especially in the last year, last two years, it's really catching on. I think that in the UK, we're a little bit behind times. So we can look to you know America and the uh, thought leaders out there and we can see what they're doing and we can take advantage of that over here in Scotland, especially. Um, there's not a huge amount happening in Scotland with regards to content marketing and in the UK in general, but I think that it's going to catch on rapidly, especially with the rise of, like we were talking in our pre-chat there about podcasts and how that's growing massively. Um, blogging has been around for what, I don't know, since the since the web started 20 odd years. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's the internet's so young um, and content marketing is just this new phrase to, to, I don't know, to sort of explain a, a way of communicating with an audience, I think. And it is starting to catch on. I think it's going to be massive. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, we decided a year ago to go deep into it because it's, it's becoming just hugely popular. People are asking questions, you know, what is content marketing? How can my business take advantage of this thing called content marketing? How can we learn more about it? You know, and um, people are getting really passionate and excited about it because I think it does. I think content marketing really does put the fun and excitement into back into business and back into marketing because you're really creating stuff that people want to spend time with. That is a really good point. And I like the idea of putting fun back into marketing because that's the one thing about content marketing that really, really gets my juices flowing is the idea that you can just create something that you actually enjoy creating. You're not you're not doing the traditional type of marketing. And just for the listeners out there, Chris, sorry to put you on the spot with this one, but how does content marketing differ from some, some of the more traditional marketing methods out there? What makes it so fun? Yeah, well, you know, it's a good question. And I think um, I do get asked this question a lot. And I think the way that I explain it is that content marketing is your ability to communicate a message to an audience without selling. Um, So it's about creating a message, creating something that someone wants to spend time with. um, And in turn, they build that trust and that relationship with you. Um, And, you know, over time, they might buy something from you, but it's really not your first message to get out there. So it's really, in short, it's about being able to communicate with people without selling. I think that's the part that I like about content marketing. That's why I like to teach and I like to, I like to sort of, that's my sort of direction within content. Does that make sense? It does, really, really does. And I love the idea, you know, that there's all the old cliches and the old stats out there that it takes seven points of contact from a marketing perspective sure. for people to make a sale. I and mean, what we're saying now is that actually, forget about that to a degree. Yes, you still need to communicate with people, but look, you can do this in such a 
better way. You can do things so much differently. And that, that brings me on to talking about the audience because traditionally speaking, if you were a UK business and you perhaps didn't, you didn't kind of understand the new versions of marketing that were out there. You weren't sure about content marketing. You'd traditionally look to direct mail and to email marketing, which is still really powerful, but you wouldn't necessarily think about content marketing. What is that landscape like at the minute? Are businesses understanding content marketing equals audience equals sales? No. <laughs> That's the short answer. <laughs> Sorry, the short answer. You probably knew the answer. No, the, the answer is really no to that. I think when we're working with organizations, we've, to be honest, we've really struggled with some organizations that we've worked with really, really struggled to crack it. Um, and in some cases, it's not worked. Um, is trying to get them to buy into this culture of content because it's not just simply something that you can go in and do. It's not a, you know, it's not a tactical form of marketing. It's not something you can just do and tick the box and say, we're doing this now. It's almost cultural within an organization. It's like they've got to think differently. It kind of flips marketing on its head. It's like someone says to me, why are we doing this blog article about this topic that has nothing to do with sales? And it's like, well, that's the, you know, they, they don't get it. They don't understand it. They don't see the long-term perspective. I'm kind of, broad brush stroke here. I mean, there are people out there that get it, don't get me wrong. But in general, I would say that a lot of people don't fundamentally get it at the root of what content marketing is all about. And that's where they struggle. Yeah, I, I would agree with that definitely. And I think the more business people that I speak to, it's certainly becoming more, it's becoming more important to them to start to understand this, perhaps not even do it, but start to understand how they can use it to affect their business. And mm -hmm. I just want to bring that audience side back into things sure. for a second. So let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Content marketing equals audience theoretically. Yeah. To a business, what is the importance of an audience? Because that, to a traditional style business, they would have never thought in those terms before. So what is the importance of the audience? Yeah, okay. So it's kind of a change of language, right? So we're saying don't say customer, don't talk about prospective customers or leads, talk about audience. Um, and that's kind of like a more general term because it's really what you're saying is that you're communicating with a group of people, right? Um, and I think it's worth saying as well, something I was going to bring up earlier, but I think it's probably worth saying too that people aren't in buying mode most of the time, right? There's a percentage of the time, maybe one or 2% of the time that they're in buying mode, you know, i.e. they've got their wallet out, they're ready to buy a product or a service. But for the rest of that time, 98% of the time, they aren't in buying mode. So, you know, that kind of like, a, it's an argument in itself for not sending out sales messages all the time. How do you communicate with someone when they aren't in buying mode, right? And that's kind of like the, the sort of thesis behind this, you know, creating an audience, building an audience, but also your ability to communicate with people as if they are an audience. So how, why is it important for an, uh, a business? I think the simply put is really is that, you know, trying to get a message out there these days, there's so many different channels. It used to be that there was only maybe four or five main ways you could get your marketing message out there, but so fragmented now, you know, how do you get your message in front of people that actually care? And I think what you need to do is you need to have some form of rich source of content like a podcast or a blog or a video series or something like that where people can get to know you, you can build that trust with you and they become your fans. You know, it's like um, you could compare it to like a football team, for example, or a soccer team where, you know, people go there every week or every other week to watch the team play. They go every week. If they lose, if they don't lose, they buy the shirts, they buy all the different products. Um, you could compare it to your favorite soap opera on the television as well. You know, you watch it every night or you watch it every other night. You're following the story. You're a fan. You're watching it. And it's the same thing we're looking for for our audience. I think that's what we're all truly looking for 
is that audience, is that loyal fan base, people that will read our content, that share our content, that will buy our products when we're selling them, will tell other people about them as well. And it's, it's kind of like the thousand true fans, isn't it? That's kind of what we're talking about really is to try and build that. Um, and I guess the biggest question really is that how does a small business owner build that audience? Yeah, I, I get that entirely. And you know, the, the whole thousand true fans, it's so important and it still stands true today. But it's the the thing that I find really interesting is the idea that people are now putting time into this from a business perspective. The people mm-hmm. that would so staunchly send out direct mail or email marketing or just kind of do things, do SEO a bit lazily and PPC a bit lazily because down at the pub they could say they were doing them. Mm. And, you know, it's back to that tactical idea that you mentioned earlier on. People are now starting to buy into this. And from your perspective, the people that are coming to you, how much education do they need about the audience? Are you having to have this conversation with them all the time or is the general feeling that people are starting to say, okay, these aren't prospects, these are fans? Yeah, that's a good one. I'd say in some respects, we're quite a ways away from that. Um, I don't know what your experience is, Mark, but I feel that I'm still teaching the principles of content marketing um, and trying to get people to think about the actual direction of their marketing and how they, the vision of that marketing, trying to talk to them about how their customers aren't customers um, and how they're an audience. Yeah, it's a, that's a difficult one. I'd say that that's, that is something that we, we still find difficult to do as well, is to get to people to, essentially what we're talking about is getting them to think differently and to change the way that they see how their marketing is executed or how they communicate. It's a, just a different way of communicating entirely. So I'd say that on that, it's very hard. I think I find that hard to get that across. And we, like I said at the start, we spend pretty much all our time is teaching those principles and it keeps, you have to keep teaching and <laughs> convincing people that they that, that what this is all about it's almost like you know what we're talking about really is getting that buy-in really from from business owners you know from the people that you're working with but no it's it's hard it's really tough because you can't just go in there and say right guys we're going to do content marketing this is what we do now because <laughs> if you do that it's instantly the next seo it's yeah. the next you know it's one of those things where people just go all oh, right okay go on yeah. I'll give you 150 quid a month, you know, and I don't really care about it. And so I don't really want to pay oh. for it. And it's this really devalued version of it. And I like the idea there of saying, let's turn everything on its head. Mm-hmm. It's actually about the communications. It's about the voice. It's about how we talk to people, how we think and how people will come to us because we've positioned ourselves as the best that there is in whatever field that we're in. And That's is right. that, I mean, we talk about podcasting quite a lot. You run a podcast, fantastic show. Obviously we're on Excellence Expected. Podcasts are kicking in so much, but there's video out there. There's infographics, there's blog content, there's long form content. There's all sorts of things. Yeah. How does that mix tend to look? Is there any kind of right or wrong with this? I don't, I don't think so. I think that you, you know, when someone's first deciding which you know, which channel or platform sorry, to use. I think that typically blogs come up first because they're, you know, they're pretty much industry standard now and they're fairly straightforward and easy to put together and there's not much technical element there anymore. Made it really easy for people. But as far as the mix is concerned, it's like, I think you really need to, first of all, if you're going to go into content, you know, that's your initial, your first step. You really need to go into a platform that you're really going to enjoy doing, I think. So if you're not a writer, perhaps blogging would not be the thing to do because you're going to start to hate it probably. Um, so initially, I think you really have to do it for yourself and find something that you're comfortable with. And then, you you know, you add it on, especially if you're a small business. And I think that maybe most of your audience are small businesses, Mark. I think that you don't have 
an unlimited amount of time and resource to do everything, you know, so doing having a video channel and having a podcast and having a blog and all that sounds fantastic, but it takes up a lot of your time to do and create all that content, especially if you've still got an, an actual job to do as well. So I think that the mix is important. When you talk about the mix, I think it's important that you understand a lot about your audience at that point when you're starting to really invest a lot of time in that. You need to make sure that you're doing the right things f- to attract and add value to the right people. But initially though, I think you really need to do s- is to start with something that you're going to actually enjoy doing. I think you just picked up something really, really fascinating there, Chris, actually, the idea that you're add value, adding value to people wherever they are. Mm-hmm. That really, for me, is the essence of content marketing and also the sure. core around building the audience, isn't it? Because people won't care if you're just there to try and sell to them, if you're just regurgitating sales messages. But if yeah. you can be genuinely helpful, that's really interesting. Now, how can businesses start to think like that? Because I imagine that's a real challenge. How can they turn the comms on their head? What are the first questions they should be asking themselves? Well, I think they first of all probably need to, they need to figure out what this whole content thing means. And perhaps, especially in the very start, if they're not seeing, they won't have results to show for it, it'll be really difficult for them to see it. And they're really the best thing for them to do is to probably find some really good case studies out there. Some people, somebody that's done it before and look at what they are doing, perhaps in their industry or not in their industry and get a feel for it and see the success it can actually have for a business. Um, getting started with a business is the, probably the hardest part because you're trying to get that buy-in. You're trying to convince someone that, that actually this actually works over the longer term. And um, really the first things that the business needs to do is they need to start with like say a pilot, for example, something small, something that they can control, something that they can not risk everything in time resource um, and actually go into something um, a, little, a little bit smaller and a little bit more controlled. I think that's the first thing that they need to do. Um, but the questions they need to ask themselves is really, why are we doing this? I think they need to initially, that first, you know, that why, it's got to be, always comes back to that, doesn't it? As we talk a lot, about, a lot about this in business, I think, you know, start with why. And I think that that is essentially, Mark, the, probably the most important part. Yeah, I think so many people undertake tactical marketing for the wrong reasons. And I think if they actually distilled it right down and asked that question of everything they did, yeah. they'd probably knock 70% of the tactics on the head straight away. Yeah. So maybe uh, there's two questions there, actually. It's more like, why are we doing this? And why should anyone really care? <laughs> that's, <laughs> a really good, that's a really yeah. good point, actually. So there's kind of two whys. Why are we doing it for us, you know, and why are we doing it for our audience? I think that's probably initially where we, we would want to start. If you were starting fresh, that would be kind of where you would want to want to start with that. Start answering those questions. And that really becomes your sort of your mission statement, if you will, for your content, um, your focus, your, your, your direction. I think that, that why should people care is really, really valuable. I remember having a conversation um, we're doing some user experience work on a, a relatively large-ish scale website okay. uh, for a, a local government. And it was so inwardly directed and it got to such a point that you could see that this website was just going to be another website that was never going to get anywhere. Mm. And I remember vividly asking the question, why, why do these people care about <laughs> anything that we're doing in this room? The people that are going to be looking at this site, why do they care? And the answer was, well, after after back and forth, the answer was, well, they probably won't care. And instantly, the second that that was acknowledged, the entire process became easier. The entire outcome became better because they were starting to understand that actually 
all we're here to do is give value to the users. And that's what we're saying here, isn't it? Just give value, give something educational, give something useful, give something quality. And people Massively. will tune in. That's right. It's just um, if anyone's read Jay Bear's Utility, that's an ex a perfect book to read if you're thinking about, well, how can I create useful content? How can I be more valuable to my audience? Then Utility is one of the best books, I would say. Uh, it's been written in the last couple of years on that. Yeah, I would agree. Definitely. We'll put a link into that in the, in the, in the show notes as well, actually, Chris. That's, that's a really, really good point. And the one thing that I just want to touch on before we get to the actionable tips section is actually once you've got your audience, mm. once you've got that audience, what is the power within that? That's a really odd question, but how important can that be to your yeah. business? So what are the advantages, basically, is what you're asking? Really? Yeah, how strong can that be for your business? Okay, so you could argue that the most successful businesses that we know of today, um, you know, when you look at business, they just know more about their customers than anybody else, right? They get closer to their customers better than anybody else, and they can emotionally connect with their customers better than anyone else as well. You know, they just get closer. They give them reasons to get closer and closer all the time. And I think that's exactly what you want to be doing with your audiences. Find a reason to get closer to them or to bring them closer to you. And I think that has massive advantages. Like for example, you know, if you've got a loyal, trusting fan base, you know, when you dangle something in front of them, like a piece of content or a download or a product or a service, they want to buy it. They want to then also talk to other people about it and share it. And you know, one of the most powerful things that's happening just now is because audiences are so fragmented and the way that we get our messages out to people is so fragmented. Search is not the only way for you to be found anymore. In fact, one of the most powerful ways for you to be found is when someone shares your content on social media right? There's something like 70 or 80% of people are influenced by what their friends share, right? So if you've got a loyal fan base and they happen to share your products, your services, your content um, online, that's what you really want. And people only share stuff that they truly like and believe, believe in. So if you've got loyal fans, you see it's like a small audience, it's only 50 people, but every single one of them is sharing that to their network. That it can be very, very powerful. And that's possibly the core of an audience or a, of a loyal fa a fan base is the, their ability to influence their network with your content or with your products or your services. Um, another big advantage I think as well is that because you are closer to your audience, you can understand their needs, their aspirations, their wants, desires, their frustrations, their challenges, their problems, their questions, which can influence your own content marketing in a better way as well. So your content marketing can actually get better and better as well and add much more value because you're so close to your audience. So it's kind of like, it kind of swings and roundabouts a little bit, you know, by having them close to you, you can provide more value. And by providing more value, they get closer to you and so on and so forth. And you just build and build and build. So I would say that those are, the, that's, the, that's where the power is from my perspective. I love that. And that's really well articulated as well. I, I really like the idea of the shareability of becoming mm. someone that people want to share. And that that really is the essence of everything. Because when you look right back at, you know, back to the 80s, back to the 90s, back to the kind of early days of the apples of the world, you know, that that little underground kind of apple movement grew from people sharing what they like. And that is essentially what we're trying to achieve here, our own little pockets of advocacy that people yes. build and build and build upon. So that's yeah. fantastic. You mentioned at the start of the show, I think it was in our pre-chat actually, we were going to talk a little bit about the numbers. And I just want to mention this quickly because I think it's important that it isn't about having 
10,000 fans <laughs> or, you know, it's not about the numbers really. It's about the loyalty and the trust within that audience is the most important part. You could have 10 people. In fact, you could have one person. And I think, I think it's Seth Godin that says, you know, write content for the smallest possible audience, you know, of one person. It doesn't matter. It's about the trust and the loyalty that's, that you've managed to instill in that relationship that will, that will bring that power, as you say, Mark, to that, to that relationship. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think the loyalty is key because when you, when you consider maybe the last six, seven, eight years in, in certainly in digital marketing, where it's been through SEO, it's been, yeah, paperclip is still really, really prevalent, but it's been through the kind of discovery days of doing that. And mm. it was about the numbers. It was about the big figures and loyalty, especially in things like search, loyalty was never really considered, I don't think. So that is a really interesting change of mindset for a lot of business people i reckon so i think that that is really really valuable and chris what i'd like to do now is just launch into the excellence expected actionable takeaways section so i know you've been working on three actionable tips for the guys listening out there who might want to start building their own audience so let's dig into actionable tip number one please sir okay sure i think the the first tip really is that you've got to create some content Right, you've got to have a blog or a video series or a podcast or something that can get your message out there that you can build that audience around. Right, There has to be some sort of culture or some sort of message or something that you all have in common with each other. And I think you're going to do that through your content. So you have to have something. A rich source of content is absolute. So that's, that's tip one. Super stuff. Thank you so much. And actionable tip number two, please, sir. You have to give them a place to go, right? So you're going to have to try and collect these people in a place <laughs> where you can actually call them your audience or where you can communicate them with them well. Um, one great example of that is something that people are doing really well and really badly is Facebook groups, for example, has been able to pull your customers or your audience into a place where you can allow them to all communicate with each other and where you can kind of facilitate discussion and conversation. Yeah, Facebook groups are so, so powerful, really, really powerful. And uh, there's been some success recently as well with the, the really specific closed groups, you know, the ones mm. where you've got to ask That's right. permission. It's kind of this exclusivity, this scarcity. So, mm -hmm. yeah, wholeheartedly agree with that one. And the third and final actionable tip, please, sir. Really, after that, I feel that the third tip is around engagement and how you then create engagement within that audience. You know, I think that the third tip is really understanding what your role is within that audience. And I think a lot of people think, well, I don't know what a lot of people think. What I really think that people should think is that it's not about them, is to understand that you are building a community that each person has ownership of, and you really need to take yourself out of that community and become part of the community too. So it's about helping to, the, tip three is really about helping create engagement and facilitation within your community and taking yourself out of it a little bit as well. I really, really like that. I think being an enabler to your community is much better than being so focused on telling them everything about you. So I mm -hmm. really, really like that. That's fantastic. Chris, that's such a good chat. Thank you so much for that. A lot of value, a lot of action. And just before we wrap up, sure. can you just tell the listeners out there where they can connect with you online, please, sir? Sure. The best place to connect with me is on Twitter at ChrisMar101 or on Instagram at ChrisMar101 as well. They're my two favorite platforms. That's where you can get me. Super stuff. Chris, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mark. It's been great to be here and great t talking to you. Cheers. Always fun. Always fun. And guys, remember everything that myself and Chris have spoken about will be available in the show notes at excellence 
dashexpected.com. And whilst you're over there, don't forget, you can pick up your free copy of the five Twitter sins that are destroying your credibility and how you can stop them today. It will help you out. And it's only a short read, so dig in and take a look. Don't forget, until next time, guys, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye.